Okay. <laughs> Okay. Are we good to go? Good, it's recording. We're good. Yeah, go ahead, Brandy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. Hey. We are live today, everyone. How exciting is that? We're live. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's episode 10, and in honor of reaching this milestone, we decided to have our very first Christian Call Center live broadcast. Make sure you comment, like, and share, everybody. Sure, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are here and we're live. Yep. So join in the conversation, post your comments, reactions in the chat. We want to hear from you during this conversation. And tonight is all about clergy kids. Mm. All right, y'all, we got some fantastic callers here today. Everybody, welcome our guests. We have Sister Myra Zeno and Amari. Hello. Hello. Thank up, y'all, y'all so much. Are right, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. So first things first, I'm not a clergy kid, but I've been in church my whole life. My parents are in ministry there. My dad was a uh, Sunday school superintendent. He was a Bible study teacher. He was a trustee. My mom was an usher. She was a Sunday school teacher. And she's a deacon. Hey, her credentials. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm not a clergy kid, but, you know, you know, I've been in ministry. Oh, nice. So, okay, so let's, let's, um, what does it mean to be a clergy kid? Well, technically, you are a clergy kid because clergy, literally, (laughs) for real, clergy is really just like a formal leader in the church. That's what clergy is. So if you say PK, now that's something different for clergy kids. But yeah, clergy is just a formal leader in the church. So yeah, definitely. Okay, well, let me rephrase that. PK, what is a preacher? (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, think you're we're the only two preachers kids, right? Me and John. No, Myra is too. And I mean, Amari too. He got a whole care pastor. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. Someone of y'all want to take the floor? Let us know what a preacher's kid is. What is it? What does it mean to be a preacher's kid? Or however y'all want to y'all want to go about explaining it for us. You know, just being a son or a daughter of a preacher. <laughs> Very basic <laughs> definition. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So or let's the pastor of a church. Yeah. Let's yeah. get into the nitty gritty. They say that PKs are the worst kids of them all. You really had to go there first? Is that true? Like, are, are PKs the worst kids of them all? Mm. That's a good question. I would say they wouldn't. They're not the worst kids. <laughs> out there i've seen worse and you know that's just <laughs> just being in school and stuff mm-hmm. that's so, true that's true 
So why do y'all think that they say preacher's kids are the worst? Like, are they okay. sneaky? Are y'all so, sneaky? No, okay. So for me, I go to school with like, not a bunch of hoodlums, but a bunch of kids that's like more different than I am. So like, I stand out because I carry myself a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I guess they expect me to like be sneaky because my parents are like so strict and they like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But like, <laughs> I guess. I guess they like expect they expect you to do like sneaky stuff or go behind their back and like try to experience the world because you're like how your parents raise you. But mm-hmm. my point of view, uh, I don't like do that type of stuff because you know I was raised. I have that foundation of you know being a good kid. I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. that's good. What about you, Sister Oh, um, yeah, I don't think that they're worse than any other kid. Kids are going to be kids. Like, all kids are blessings. Let me say that from the Lord. Um, I just think that as a preacher's kid, a pastor's kid, a clergy kid, you kind of, like, stand out more, like kind of what Amari was saying. You stand out more, so it's like the behavior you may do the same thing that some other kid does like oh they'll say oh don't do that billy you're not supposed to do that but it's like if a pastor's kid do it it's like now you know better so it's like the spotlight is kind of more on you but you can do you know you're just a kid so kids are going to do kid things i don't think preachers kids are any worse than others they just have a, a bigger spotlight on their life like they're out in the open and seen so so that's just a stereotype yeah i definitely believe that yeah, I, Joe, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I feel like there's there's a higher standard mm-hmm. that we're held to because we're preachers, kids, because we're ministers, kids or whatever. So it's like, like Myra was saying, you know, any kid could do something and it'd be like, OK, that's just a kid being a kid. But let a preacher's kid do something wrong. It's like, oh, my God, how could you? Yeah. Like. It's like the whole world fell down because we did yeah. something wrong as opposed to because like I know the Bible says all sin and come short of the glory of God but let somebody I catch a preacher's kid it's like like you can even like it's like we don't even we're not even supposed to know how to sin so, right like, that's it like they're not allowed to mess up like yeah. I didn't even know you even knew to do stuff like that like <laughs> that one you daddy a preacher you right yep yep like we don't live in the same world that y'all live in all right so that brings me to the next question um i'm sorry joe did you have something to say on that well i was gonna talk about two things one i blame shows like preacher's daughters um that has a very (laughs) bad light on how people think we're supposed to be and i know we talked about it in one of our episodes about christian and entertainment but all of those kind of, well, I mean, a lot of us preachers, daughters, preachers, kids, whatever, we're not naturally in the spotlight like that as far as like social media and being on TV and that kind of thing. So a lot of people's only frame of reference are those reality shows, which kind of messes up, messes it up for us because they're looking at these shows and like, well, that's how all preachers kids act. And like, that's not necessarily true. And then I also think about like, you know, celebrities, kids, how they're constantly in headlines and in media and they're being ridiculed for like the smallest things. And it's kind of the same type of treatment in the church, as you guys were saying, like whenever we do something 
everybody in the church is talking about it. Every single deacon knows about it. Every single department head knows about it. Everybody knows you made one mistake and they talk about it constantly. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things to deal with is you're not just disappointing your parents and you're not just disappointing God, you disappoint in the whole church. And that's a lot of pressure sometimes. Okay, so that brings me to my next question. What are some of the downsides of being a preacher's kid or a clergy kid? I know um, we already mentioned one where they said that basically you have no room to mess up. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some other downsides of being a clergy kid or a preacher's kid? I feel like good and bad. (laughs) Being at every single church event is like... (laughs) Uh, sometimes I don't want to go <laughs> that's for me like if the church doors are open we gotta be there, gotta be there. We gotta be there right Monday prayer service Tuesday choir rehearsal Wednesday Bible study Thursday leaders meeting Friday dance practice Saturday you stand up for first Sunday communion, Sunday church. Like it's, it was never ending for me. I was in church every time the doors swing open. Yeah. First one to leave and one of the last to leave as well. And I think it, 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 to add to that, it's like, in some ways, it's like there was no choice, you know, because this is this is what you like like it was it was told to us a lot growing up this is what you came into the world seeing so this is what you're gonna do you know like yeah now we're adults and we have that choice and we had that our personal relationship with god but for a lot of the time in our early life there was no choice in the matter like we were going to church going to serve god and that's all there is to it you know so I think that that lack of autonomy, I want to say, is a downside. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, you know me. You know me. I'm a. I will. I was a high school student, student. So you know, I had to put that high school, like school type of perspective on it. So when I was in school, I always, I was always called a preacher's kid. Like I remember one time. It was like, I, went, I told him I go to church Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and sometimes Friday, well, Thursdays, because of choir rehearsal or whatever. They'd be like, bro, you go to church every day. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, ain't nothing wrong with it. But, like, ever since they, like, figured out I go to church or whatever, I told him my mom was a minister. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're a preacher's kid. And I'm like, okay, ain't nothing wrong with it. But, like, you know, sometimes they do try to, like, clown you for it. I guess you can say, but like it doesn't affect me because I really don't care about what they have to say. But I guess it is also like a kind of upside to it at the same time because like your, I wouldn't say ego, but like you're, they know you as like a preacher kid. So like at the same time, they might clown you for it, but like they also come to you for like guidance, I guess you can say. So like one time I remember we was like talking about rocks or something. It was like, oh, rocks give off good energy and yada yada. I'm like, no, that's wrong. Like, you believe energy come from a rock? Like, but I was like, no, like energy comes from like the spirit within. I have to like show them scriptures or whatever. Talk about demons and devils and 
you know, okay, all the good Lori, stuff. I see you. Yeah. Minister. Right. Minister, Minister in training. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mara, you got something to add to that? What was the question, ma'am? Um, <laughs> the downsides of being a clergy kid or a preacher's kid? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, of course, that one that we talked about earlier, like, you're not allowed to mess up. You're not allowed to make no mistakes. And speaking as um, a kid kid, like, like I said, kids are going to be kids and they're going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes. You know, they're going to fall. But just having that spotlight on them to kind of magnify their mistakes over others. Yeah, that that definitely wasn't. Um, I, I didn't I didn't like that. That was a downside for me. Um and then also like growing up as a kid it was kind of like we we like I didn't really understand the call that I had on my life back then it was like my parents they knew they saw and so they tried to protect me you know from the things of the world from the from uh you know the enemy and not allowing us to do certain things and not allowing us to go certain places and things like that that was a downside because I'm just trying to be a kid I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to have fun, you know, but I mean, not knowing the call of my life, I didn't understand, but looking back now, I see why and I understand and I'm grateful that they did it. But back then as a kid, I'm like, well, why I can't go here? Well, why I can't do this? Why I can't go Talk skating? about that. What were it's some nice. things you couldn't do, sis? <laughs> okay, my next question. What were you allowed to do? What you weren't allowed to do? Right. Well, well I mean, I, I definitely was I definitely was allowed <laughs> to have fun as a kid. I was allowed to have fun as a kid. Like you're a kid, you can do kid things. You can have fun as a kid. But my type of fun, what my parents type of fun, I was trying to get into some stuff, some trouble. <laughs> and that wasn't their type of fun. So I wasn't allowed. And it was too, the people that I was hanging around with, you know? And Pastor said it the other day, you go influence them or they're going to influence you. And my parents being so wise, they saw that. The people that I was hanging out with, they were influencing me. And so I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things because I, I was a bad child. I really was. I didn't listen. I was just like a Mikey. That's what my I know it was just like that's thank God for, you know, mercy and grace. And you know, thank God I don't look like what I done did and what I done been through. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean my parents knowing, you know, just being wise, they didn't allow me to do a lot of things. And I'm grateful that they didn't because I don't know where I would be right now if they didn't and it was it was things that I couldn't understand like why I can't go to the skate rink like they used to have skate parties on Sunday nights I remember one time they used to have skate parties on Sunday nights but it was just like the music they were playing the things that the girls were wearing like they would go here literally and hook up at the skate rink like I'm not knowing I'm just naive just a kid trying to have fun but my parents knowing like they got they talked to the other parents at the school so they're knowing and it's like it spared me from a lot of stuff but Back then, it was a downside for me. I didn't understand it. So, hey, yeah. anybody else? What would you? I hundred percent agree with Myra on the whole not understanding things back then because I, I really didn't. There was a lot of things that we couldn't do, like skating rink, going to mm-hmm. um, the movies, prom, like all of those things were just like it was so difficult to even. I didn't even know how to ask. Like, even if I wanted to go, it was just like, I had to figure out ways to like get around it. And then not only that, like being the the younger sibling, if I wanted to go somewhere, guess what I got to do? Take your brother with you. What? 
Why? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and it's like, what if I didn't want to go? Now I gotta yeah. go because I'm gonna feel bad that I didn't go, so she couldn't go. Right. Yeah, and I didn't understand. But you gotta have that accountability. Well, yeah. Now that I'm older, I get it. But in the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm just going go. out with my friends to a place, and we gonna come right back. Like it's not like, like I don't want to hang out with her friends, and she don't want me around her friends. Like sometimes, like. We want to hang out separately, and we can't do it. Yeah, that was definitely a challenge. Definitely a challenge. And then the worst part about it, like, there wasn't anybody in the church our age. So it's not like we could say, oh, I'm hanging out with my church friends. It's automatically going to be the heathen friends. It's going to be the the devil's children. It's going to be the non-Christian family. So it's like, I can't win no way. So it's either I'm hanging out with all the old heads in the church or I'm home. Like, just what am I going to do? And evil communica- communication corrupt good manners. So they knew that. They knew the word. Yeah. They knew the word. So they just applied yeah. it to our lives. And, you know, they didn't allow us to do anything that went against the will of yeah. God, that went against the word of God, if it was in their powers, right? So, of course, we try to be sneaky and do things on our own, but it's like, if it was in their powers, no, it's a no. It's a no. And I'm glad they did because that disciplined me. Like, it really did. Yeah. And now I got a child, not what I'm doing. What? I'm letting him do things now, but I'm telling him, you are the leader. Like, yeah. you are not to be a follower. God called you to be a leader, right? I'm letting him know. You can't go out there, like I Pastor said, they're going to either influence you are you going to influence them? You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know, know who God called you to be so that you can go influence okay. them, bring them to the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I was thinking about that as you were talking too, because you are a mom now. So like going through what you went through with your parents, like, and then now applying that to your son, how does a lot of what your parents have taught you or the things that you've gone through? Like, do you feel like you're pulling similar ways of discipline or like, are you a little different? Like, how did that kind of work for you? Oh yeah, I'm definitely pulling from what they taught me. They were, they are wise people, wise men and women of God. They are definitely wise. So I'm definitely pulling a lot that they've um, taught me. It's just um, in a different way, I guess, in a different light. And they raised us the best they knew how, right? So they were first generation, Pentecostal first generation apostolic. So they were learning as they were going. Mm-hmm. And I'm number nine, child number nine of 11. So it was a lot of us. So look, we had fun. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it's a lot of us always fun. But they did the best that they knew how with us. And God honored that, right? God favored us because of their faithfulness to him. Mm-hmm. So they were doing everything that they knew how to do to honor God and raise the children, you know, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. But now, you know, the word of the Lord doesn't change. The foundation stays the same, but times change, you know, seasons change. And so I definitely pull a lot from what they taught me. Just adding, you know, on the flavor and um Still, like I said, foundation doesn't change. Still going by the Bible, biblical, biblically teaching him, having sound doctrine and letting him know, like I said, you can do this. Yeah, you, we couldn't play sports. Oh, you want to play sports? You're going to play sports to the glory of the Lord. Everything you do, you're going to glorify God. You're going to do it as unto the Lord. And guess what? Your friend's going to come with you. You're going to witness. Okay. So, yeah, definitely doing things a little, just slightly a little bit different. But like I said, foundation is still the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question: How were you able to balance church and secular life, and where did you draw the line? Hmm. 
<laughs> That's a good question, Brandon. I'm throwing that one to Amari first. <clears throat> so you ask me how do I balance like my regular life and church life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not hard for me because like I'm not like living life yet. I just got out of high school, but you know, I'll go to church, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Uh you know, read my word, pray or whatever. But at the same time, you know, I do try to like go out every now and then, you know, with my friends, you know, try not to do anything wrong or try to cross the line or whatever. But I guess, I mean, I crossed the line. Like, I don't know. It's a tough question. <laughs> How do you able to balance? the your regular life and secular life and church life like how you able to balance it i mean i do have a job now so it it, it i'm not gonna lie it is kind of hard for me to balance my job and going to church but i try to make room for it like i request it every sunday and tuesday off sometimes it's like a struggle like they be trying to fight me to like mm-hmm. come in but like you mm-hmm. know i'll be trying to like tell them no i have church it's a priority you know mm-hmm. And I guess that's how I can balance it. Let me ask this question differently. What about your flesh versus your spirituality? How do you balance that? Because I know that sometimes um, your flesh might want to do wrong, but you, yeah, yeah, the Holy it, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, like, I guess you could say my flesh do we want to do stuff, but like at the same time. I like try to not to put myself in a situation to where it gets what it wants, you know? So True. I really don't go to parties like that. So like somebody could try to set me up. Hey, you want this drink? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. So I don't want to put, I don't want to even put myself in that type of position, you know? So. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyone else? <clears throat> I think. Like, Amari really touched on the big things. It's like, because for me, like Amari was saying earlier, people like to joke all the time. Oh, you go to church all the time. You you just a, you a Jesus boy or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but that's my life. You know, like, this is what I grow up doing. And, and now as an adult, this is what I enjoy doing. This is, this is me. You know, there is no my life without the church. So Balancing it for me is about is more so about keeping the secular life from taking away from my church time. That's honestly how it's 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 come to like flip as I've gotten older because it's like I want to be able to do things in ministry. I want to be able to serve the way I would like to, but working a nine to five doesn't. You know they don't. Your nine to five don't care about church. Nine to five don't care that you got a spiritual life, you know. So, like Amari said, like requesting days off and things like that is difficult. Like, if I want to go to a conference, I can't just be like, "Hey, I need this weekend." I got to request like three weeks in advance. And then sometimes you won't even get it. Right. Sometimes you don't get it. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, it's too late." Sometimes it's like, "Oh, you know, you you," or like me being an assistant manager at my job like I can't just I can't just request days off like that because I'm the assistant manager you know so it's like oh you gotta you gotta be able to be available if they need you it's like but 
this job is not my life. Yeah, I need this job to make money to pay my bills. This is not my life. You know? And when it comes to like balancing things of the flesh, it's more so like Amari said, not putting yourself in situation to cause yourself to slip, but also being knowledgeable about the word that you have. Because all of us know the word. You know, we, mm-hmm. we grew up on it, we've been fed it. And so it's in there. It's just a matter of in the moment using it to be like, okay, like even if I do mess up today, I know Jesus ha- Jesus gave us grace. You know, so messing up doesn't mean I'm suddenly just no good anymore. You know, like I can still be in service. I can still do what I need to do for the Lord. But, you know, there are times there are times when I will mess up and that's okay because I have an advocate in the Lord. I have people that have been in the same path with me that know the struggle, that know that it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's the big thing to remember is remembering that we do have the word so we are able to continue on and not just get stuck in mess. Okay, okay. Anybody else? Um <clears throat> for me, I remember one time I was I was working at the church. Yes, I was just now beginning to beginning to work at the church. And this um, is when we first started, like, our connect groups. And Pastor Ryan was asking me if I wanted to be a connect group leader. And I was like, uh, I don't know, Pastor. You know, I got a lot going on. I'm trying to balance it all, you know. And he just really made it plain and just really showed me, <laughs> had me rethinking, really. I was just putting up a scripture here on Colossians 1 and 16, where by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth and basically verse 17 and he is before all things and by him all things consist so he just really let me see like i mean it is a balance but there is no balance because god is in everything right so everything we do if we allow ourselves to see god in it like you don't there's no balance god is in everything so it's no balance and act for me i glorify god in everything that i do right Okay. I bring God with me everywhere that I go. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So there's no no balancing for me. It's like like you said, God is my life. So yeah. That's yeah, what it is for me. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like I was sitting here thinking, like sometimes it's kind of it has to be intertwined, you know. Like I think as children, it was hard to understand that because mm-hmm. For us, it's like, I you were the one who made the choice to be a pastor, not me. I just <laughs> fell into this. You know what I mean? So, but I, I had to learn uh, as I got older, like, yes, it was the calling on my dad's life, but that also means that there's a calling on our life as well. And we have to fall in line just the same way that he did. And I think, um, you know, there were so many times where I didn't fully understand, like, how to balance the life. Because, again, I'm looking at all of my friends who claim that they're Christian. I'm like, well, they get to do this. They get to do this. They get to do that. And I couldn't understand the difference at the time. 
because it's like the same way I'm calling myself Christian and they're also calling themselves Christian, but you're telling me I can't do this, but they get to do it. So it didn't make any sense to me at the time. So for me, it was like, I think that's where I was struggling with the balance of trying to understand what makes me so different than this person who also calls themselves a Christian. And until I understood what that meant and how I was different, how my life was different, then I really started to see that my life was my life, whether it was my church life or my secular life, both of them play a role because just the same way with the examples that you gave with Amari, like standing up for the fact that, you know, I'm not working on Sundays and Tuesdays. That's making sure that your church life and your secular life is intertwined with each other. That just the same way I can give you my time Monday through Friday. I just can't give you these two days and they have to be okay with that. So I think for me, it didn't, it didn't come right away, definitely. But I think it was just me learning more about my faith and my walk with God. It helped me to learn how to have that balance or how to intertwine them where it is just one godly life that I'm living. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears. Um, what are some pressures you felt from others or from your parents as a clergy kid? Did y'all feel pressure to do anything or act a certain way? Tell me about it. Indeed. <laughs> Marissa, indeed. <laughs> the pressure Go to ahead, serve in general. I, I'm just, I'm going to say yeah, that. Like, it's not well, even just from. Yeah, it's just not like, it's just pressure regardless. So, like, your, your parents want you to be this perfect kid, you know, read your Bible, do this, do that. Like, okay, I'm not even going to lie to you. When I was like, a little younger, like 12, 11, maybe, I was forced to be, like, in the children's choir. Yeah. So, you know, me, I'm not, I really don't like to sing or whatever, but I was, like, forced. So it's, like, a lot of pressure to, like, keep, like, you're trying to live for God the way you want to. Like, you want to serve the way you want to serve and do all this other stuff, but your parents are, like, forcing you to, like, serve a different way if you know what I'm saying like me I serve in the media team I love the media team I promise you I do go up there every Sunday gladly put them scriptures up you know because like that's what I like to do but I feel like with my, my mom was like forcing me like in like stuff I didn't want to do I guess you can say and that's kind of that's kind of like hard for like you know a kid to like try to love God or like give glory to God when they don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I definitely hear you on that. Yeah, we got to remember. And I guess for me, um, I guess we're talking about as a kid, because I don't feel pressured at all to do anything <laughs> for the <laughs> Lord. But, you know, the pressures that were there, mm-hmm. looking back, you know, they they were there any pressure that my parents put on me, it was to pull out of me what God had placed in me, you know? It was to make me the best version of me that I could be. And so back then, of course, we couldn't see it. It's like, why they want me to do this? And why they want me to do that? Hindsight, 
2020, you got 2020 when you look in hindsight, when you're looking back, seeing everything that played out and you seeing, you know, the chips fall and how they fail and why they fail. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you didn't understand it. But if there are any clergy kids here watching or, you know, listening in, mm-hmm. like any pressures that your parents are putting on you, like they're doing the best they can. And they're doing it to bring out whatever it is that God has placed on the inside of you because they see more than what you see in you. Right. So I know we can serve and we can do things in the church. And I know, I mean, I'm a mom, too. So I know I know for sure I'll be pressuring my son. He be, you know, these kids these days will get on to you like they will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I mean. I don't know the pressure. I, I didn't feel. I, I don't feel pressure now, and the pressure that I did feel, looking back, it was for my. It was for the betterment of me. Okay. Um. So another question: Did you ever feel like you had to follow in your parents' footsteps? Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Explain. Um. So as we've been talking about. Uh, me and Joe's dad was a pastor. And so, like, even just, and then I was, I was obviously, I'm his son. So it's like, oh, well, your dad's a preacher. So you got to be a preacher. And like, even, you know, the other, the other church members with Joe, oh, uh, Minister John, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's not me. I don't like standing in front of people. I don't like talking to people. Just let me sit right here, listen to the word, and go home. Mm-hmm. And as I was getting older, you know, there there were times where I would be called on to speak. There would be times I'd be called on to sing. There'd be calls, times I'd be called on to even go out and minister to other people. And it was like, this is not even something I feel comfortable doing. You know, and like like Myra did, I will say I will to speak on what Myra said, you know, it looking back now. It was definitely to pull things out of me that I didn't know I was capable of, because I even find myself as an adult, you know, just in regular day to day conversation, speaking to people about God and just, you know, expressing the word in the way that it's helped me. You know, and I think that's, at the end of the day, that's what our parents want for us, you know, is like Myra said, to be the best person that we can be. They may not get it right all the time because we don't get it right all the time. We're people. We don't get it right all the time, you know, but because they have that calling on their life and they want to lead their homes well, obviously they want to do the best to bring out the best in us. So I think that was the definitely that I definitely did feel that pressure though. I'm like, I ain't leading nobody's like, uh uh-uh. That's a like looking at looking at being a pastor, especially. I was like, nope. Cause that's that's a lot of souls you're responsible for. Let me let me get a handle on being responsible for my soul. If that's what God wants for me, sure. But let me get a hand on being responsible for the, the one I got. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? And the pressures that you're talking about is the scripture tells us like, just like arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. That's how 
the children are, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like you feeling that pressure because it's like an arrow. You got to pull that arrow back, right? That bow and that arrow, you got to pull it back. It's stretching and stretching and stretching. So they're really preparing you and getting you ready. So when they do let you go, you can go out and soar and be everything God called you to be. So it's going to be some pressures. Okay, There's going to be some hard stretching and things. But, you know, just like <laughs> the arrow is in the hand of a mighty man, like, once you once once they doing it right train them up in the way that they should go and when they're old they won't depart from it so they gotta stretch you they gotta pull it out they gotta you know put their foot down lay the foundation down they have to do these things so when you're ready to be let loose and go out on your own you'll be ready you'll have that foundation you'll know how to act know how to carry yourself know how to respond know how to live a holy life so it's all for the good okay um another question did you feel like Christianity was an option or did you feel forced or was that like a no-brainer? Like, I'm going to follow Christ. I Some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think that was kind of where my mind went with the last question that you asked because I don't think that I felt pressured to follow in my parents' footsteps, but I think that I had moments where I had to think to myself, am I going because I want to be here or am I going specifically because of who my dad is? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I struggled with like the the balance of it is my relationship with God personal or am I just under my parents covering kind of thing? And I think um, at times it felt forced in the sense of like, there were times where I just didn't want to be there. Like, you know, going to school all day and then have to come for Bible study. I was tired. Like I didn't want to do that. So I think in those aspects, yeah, I felt like I was forced to come because I'm like, I would rather stay home in bed right now and not be at Bible study but I don't think that Christianity itself was forced, if that makes sense. Anybody else anything to add? Um, I would say that it's forced in the sense that any faith is forced on anybody. Like, obviously, if you grow up in a household, you're going to get taught a certain way because you have parents. So they, they're going to teach you what they know. And if your parents are Christians or whatever faith your parents happen to be, they most likely will teach you that faith. You know, so in that sense, you could say, yeah, but at the same time, we're all individuals. And ultimately, we have to come to our own understanding of, you know, a relationship with God. Whether you, whether you want to serve God or not, it's up to you. You know, yeah, you might disappoint some people if you choose not to. But at the end of the day, that's your choice. And God gives us that freedom to choose. So. I would say that there's some I wouldn't call it forced as much as there's the pressure of, you know, you're your parents child. So you got to follow the rules of your household. The kids don't always follow rules anyway. So. That's that's my answer. Well, we, you know, Janelle and uh, Jonathan didn't grow up in the South down here. So this is the South. So, you know, no matter <laughs> okay. how raggedy you live, 
down here. You gonna profess Jesus? Now this mm-hmm. the South, they everybody Christians mm-hmm. <laughs> in the South. So no matter how raggedy you live, which you can be drinking a beer, it's like, oh yeah, I love Jesus. You know, everybody <laughs> profess. Me, everybody. It's the same in the North too. It's just not as <laughs> oh, they just won't throw the Bible at your okay. head, right? <laughs> Yeah. So living out here, there was I don't think there was ever any forcing. Like we knew Jesus was real. We knew we needed Jesus. For me, I I just didn't want to be like willful disobedient and disobey the Lord, you know, where they had to force me to do anything. I for me, I just wanted to do my own thing and live for the Lord. Like I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Just like Mm -hmm. do what I wanted. And then still be a child of God and still claim to be holy. And that's just not how it works. So I guess, right, in a sense, in, in that sense, I guess, I mean, it wasn't forced. I knew I needed the Lord, but I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so. Mm-mm. What she said reminded me of Jonathan McReynolds, No Gray. I wanted to yeah. you know, serve the Lord and do what I wanted to do too. <laughs> Thank you for bringing him up, Brandy. I appreciate you. Anyway. <laughs> he gets called out once every episode. Oh, my God, Whitney. Where is she? Is she? She's connecting. She's connecting. Hey, hey y'all. Yes, y'all. Welcome, Whitney, to the Christian Call Center, guys. Hi, Early. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Now we got to get some answers from her. You got to get gotta all go the back. Hey, you got to catch up on all the questions you done missed, girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. My bad, y'all. You good. Okay, what's the first question? <laughs> ah, she's ready to-, <laughs> to be a clergy kid or a PK because, you know, it's all one of the same. Yeah. So what does um, it mean? It's like... Okay, I'm being real. Go ahead. Um, To be honest, it's like getting signed up for a job that you didn't necessarily want to do all the time. Like, we're always at the church. We're always cleaning up the church. Like, y'all already know. Y'all already see us. And, um, you know, it's basically taking a full-time job. Nobody signed up for. Nobody's, like, really 100%, like, prepared for you just got to roll with ministry. Gotcha. Okay. So what are some of the downsides of being a clergy kid? You're always at the church. That's a good <laughs> side, though. That's a good side, but it's too much of being at the church is a bad side. Um, What else? When I tell you, you're always... I think the biggest bad side for me was that... Uh, before prayer which meant that like you had to be like an hour before and then started sit through two services sunday school and after that was a lot so definitely going up and being the first one and being the last one there always okay um what are some common misconceptions about clergy kids that we are not regular people. Um, a lot of people think that we can't do any wrong 
because of who our parents are, um, which is untrue. At the end of the day, like we're still human. God's grace is on to us. Um, we don't have it all figured out, you know. Even without the questions, um, like you don't even have to be, you don't even have to make bad decisions. One hundred percent to have it all figured out. Like a lot of people now are continuously asking me, like, "Hey, like, have you caught? Have you found your purpose? Like, are you gonna be in a ministry because you know your dad is a deacon and your mom like and everything else? Like, and it's so crazy because I don't know the answer yet. Where I'm supposed to be." like in Christ fully. So I'm just kind of rolling with it too. And another thing is um, like that we're, we're all holy all the time. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, we just can't, you know, j- like l- laugh around and joke around and play with other people. And they think that we we have to be serious all the time or that. And another thing would be like, at least for me, that you're, my parents are not really strict. Like they let us um, like kind of for ourselves. They gave us, like we have a lot and stuff like do whenever you was in the house and stuff like that. But most of the time, like, my parents knew that we were young, that, you know, the church was kind of looked at us. You are, they used to tell us, um, well, my grandma used to tell us ever since my dad, um, like, got the role and position as the church deacon, that image is every repeat. And, you know, she would just tell us that, we are serving the church as an example of what it is to be a young person but at the same time like um you know you are going to be challenged in the world with a lot of things that other people are you know having a hard time of what is it you're gonna challenge um with a lot of temptations that other people also go through. So there's that. Yeah, Whitney Um, said a lot. I'm sorry, but I just want to point out something. Like a lot of what Whitney said kind of ties into that whole pressure conversation we were having Mm -hmm. earlier. And I think one of the things that made me think was the whole idea of like, you have to get it right the first time and you're expected to know the first time. Mm -hmm. Like it's the idea of, You know, like we're growing up and learning just the same way everybody else is. So just the same way it takes you time to get get it right, to understand the concepts, to to not sin or to avoid temptation or to do this. Like we don't always get that same level of grace because it's like as pastors kids, as deacons kids, as ministers kids, we're expected to already have it together. Mm-hmm. We're, we yeah. can't fail we can't mess up we can't be down we can't you know we can't do like what everybody else does 
and that is is frustrating too because it's like it's almost like you have to keep it together in everybody else's presence. You can break down as much as you want to at home, but at church, don't have no frown on. Don't don't look like the whole world is against you. Like you have yeah. to be ready and on it, and that that's a lot. That's heavy. Okay. Um. So Whitney, since you you you're young, how do you balance your secular life and your church life, or where do you draw the line? You don't. You draw the line the minute that you like, I mean, you draw, I wouldn't say you draw the line the minute that your parents get into ministry, but you draw the line. Um, There's a lot of stuff like I hang out with my friends and stuff like that. You know, we go to brunch. I don't drink alcohol. Like they know that we go, we do like a game night. They know that I'm not going to do into like any crazy stuff or they know we're going anywhere. They know like, okay, we need don't smoke, we need don't drink. Like they already know that. So when I'm hanging out with them, it's it's like a ooh, skip over Whitney, like, you know. Then at the same time, it's just like at first I used to feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna get singled out because I don't do these things. But the people your worldly friends are the most respectful friends. It'd be the church friends that be uh you don't do that like it, it really do y'all and I, I'm being for real because like my worldly friends are the most respectful ones and then it's like the church friends that's like oh well you know God saved me from that too but you know I still did from you know from time to time but you at the same wrong. time like I just kind of <laughs> I just kind of like I'm I, I'm look hey I'm all for it that's that's cool for you you know what I'm saying but at the same time like I just don't engage as much like because I have friends that um I have some friends that they've done a lot of stuff in the past so what happens is is that you know you're not supposed to like tempt your brother like if they have an alcohol you like people well, some of my church friends that are like school trains that don't go to my church, but they'd be like, we have this one friend and, um, you know, she got saved from alcohol, like alcoholism, and she doesn't drink anymore like that. But we all went to, and, I, you know, I, I said a lot, so I have that covered. But we're with them. No, she's like, oh my God, like, I feel really bad. I feel like, okay, hold on. Yeah, I don't even know how to work this thing. (laughs) Am I back on? Or you can hear me? Yeah, you were just cutting out a little bit, that's all. Okay. So, like, we have her, and she's also a pastor's um, daughter as well. And she, that was one of her struggles. And every single time we go out with the friends, she's always like, oh my God, Whitney, like God told me not to drink and I ordered it anyway. Like, I'm so nervous. What is he going to say about me? And I'm just like, girl, like, you know, you know, your strengths and weaknesses and stuff. So you can do that. But what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, you, is, are you being a light? That's the <laughs> Am I being a light? Um. Yeah, to those friends, those really friends that are in. Right. Yeah. Are you being a light to them? I would say yes. I really would. 
um they just don't they don't see the double Whitney like they know that oh like I'm gonna like they know what my boundaries are they know like what I will do what I won't do but at the same time like I I don't they allow me to have grace huh so you still cutting out a little bit okay child don't even (laughs) you can see your wi-fi um, should I like get off a of Wi Fi? It might cut off. I don't know. Okay. Try to see though. Okay. Let's say what you were saying. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I think I think I am being a light to them. A lot of them don't go to church, so um they come to church when they're with me and they already know every single Sunday is devoted to church and we have like little Bible studies. If not, we go to the things the connect groups and stuff like that. So yeah, to sum it all up. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so one last question for everybody. Um, then we're gonna wrap up after this. What are some of the standards that were placed on you from parents, church members, society? Yeah, were there any standards placed on you? Were you supposed to dress a certain way, act a certain way? definitely you know there were standards you know you know there were standards placed from parents from you know church members from people at school you know society your friends all different types of standards um time to make it first (laughs) time commitment that's a good standard though but uh the the standard that stood out the most um, is the standard of living holy like just the standard of, of of being holy being a child of God like it was a lot of standards placed on us but like I said looking back you know you see why they placed those standards on you that was, that's my main thing in in the moment you don't understand it but looking back you see why think about a marriage like you know you're taking on a covenant and people say you know they always say we we say um relationships over religion well religion is your set of rules for your relationship your covenant is your set of rules for your marriage your standards is your set of rules for your life so yeah standards were placed on us you just had to you know know which which standards you are gonna abide by the world of course place standards like you know you a young girl you a little you know teenager you need to do this like no that's not the standards we're gonna live by so it was a lot of standards placed. It was just a matter of knowing which standards to live by, which standards to abide by. And of course, back in the day, being a child, a preacher's child, wanting to be rebellious, you know, wanting to do things your own way. Of course, you feel you didn't listen to the standards. You didn't want to hear those standards. But now it's a whole nother story. <laughs> it's a whole nother ballpark. But yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Anybody else? I mean, honestly, I'm glad my parents put those standards on me, like those rules. You know, how they at first I was like, my parents always strict, like they don't, they never want me to do nothing, you know, but like now that I see like now that I'm growing up, going to college and all that stuff, I'm glad they put those standards on me because like there's like a lot of stuff out there that like you can really get into. Like now that you have those standards, you know, like what to do, how to maneuver, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, I'm with Amari on that hashtag anchor with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Anchored with the Lord. That's good. And put that on the shirt. Right. <laughs> we're going to copyright that. We're going to trademark that. Yeah. Right. All right. I know I said this is the last question, but I do have something else. Um, to piggyback off of this, what advice will we, will we give to the younger generation? Ooh. Like for PKs and stuff? Or just in general, as a church kid in general. Hey, okay. Listen to mom and Wait, what'd you say, Amari? Listen, listen to your moms and your pops. Listen uh, to them. Listen to your parents, people. Your days will be yeah. long. Oh, have those, um, have your scriptures pre-made, like, you know, do some Bible quizzing in the summer because right when Sunday school starts, everybody's going to think that, you know, you know every single scripture in the Bible. And if you don't show out during Sunday school, they're going to think you're a fraud for real. So, wow. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait a um, minute. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, um, girl. For me, was, it would just be... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say my biggest advice to a church kid in general is appreciate it you know because it's yeah it's it's easy to get mad when you're not allowed to do something it's easy to get mad when you feel like you're getting dragged all over the place but a lot of the time it's 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 good for you you know it's good for you to have some sort of structure in your life and at the end of the day church and faith and all of that is a structure in your life that'll you know keep you grounded like there's a lot of things that are out there like Amari said there's a lot of things that that will draw you in all types of directions that you don't even need to go to and that that's and that's just that's not even just for church kids that's for people in general like there's a lot of stuff out there in the world that can hurt you you know and so if you have something that is keeping you away from the things that can hurt you, that is giving you good advice, that is giving you good life lessons, you know, hold on to that. And also make sure you have people around you that are in the same path as you. Yeah, so they can be your accountability partners. Yeah. Yes. Have people that'll hold you accountable, but also not preach at you. Mm. We got our pastor. We have our evangelists and ministers and things, but have those accountability partners that'll be like, hey, you know, I see you slipping a little bit. I'm with you, though. I got you. I got your back. And, you know, I understand what you're dealing with because I'm dealing with it, too. You know, so make sure you find people that, you know, you can build a circle like like one of the one of the big taglines we have at Full Gospel is we live in circles, not rows, you know. So we got to have your circle that can 
you know, hold you up when you feel like you all alone. And sometimes it's good to keep your circle small. Thanks. The more people that you involve in your circle, the more opinions, okay, the more likely that somebody's going to say something that you're not agreeing with in your spirit and going to and, and, and let me just say this make sure when you surround yourself with the circle make sure it's godly women and godly men that's giving account on behalf of you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um a lot of the times we try to listen to our friends and you know you you know go to only a certain friend a certain few of friends that really has your best interest but also knows your relationship with christ i think that's also good but i think to piggyback off of that too whitney you have to show them that that's also important to you as well because if you show them that you're easily influenced or that it's not a priority it's so easy for you to fall into traps it's so easy for you to fall into chaos it's so easy for you to fall into mess but if you stand firm in the word and stand and say you know what like I may not be all the way there. I may not understand everything that's in the word of God, but what I do know is this, and I'm going to stand on this and I'm going to, I'm not going to be shaken in this. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes further than knowing everything in the word. Definitely. Definitely. That's some great answers. You guys, that's really great answers. For me, what I would tell any young person, seek the Lord in your youth. I know we wait, you know, we try to wait and try to know I'll figure it out. I'll figure out my purpose. I'll figure out what the Lord want me to do. I'll try to serve him later, you know, so I can enjoy my life and enjoy my, I'm just a child. Like, no, the Bible says that that's just pleasures of sin for a season. Like you only enjoy that for a season. All that stuff going to pass, going to pierce. So you need to seek the Lord while you're in your youth. You need to learn who you are in God while you're in your youth. Like, if you know who you are, you'll know what to do. You'll know how to respond. You know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't stand for something, you're fault for anything. If you are in Christ, you'll be able to know what to do and how to respond, how to carry yourself, how to carry yourself, and it'll keep you out of a whole lot of mistakes. It'll the the Lord will keep you. Your relationship with the Lord will keep you. And I know um, a lot of times it's it's our parents' religion or it's our parents' relationships, you know, just find that relationship with the Lord yourself. Um, allow him to speak to you, allow him to, um, you know, just be real to you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us serve the Lord through our parents and serve the Lord through, you know, our pastors and, you know, like seek the Lord in your youth. So that's my advice to any young person. And we thank the Lord, especially in this heat. (laughs) Especially in this heat, because this is only a test, y'all. This is only a test. It's gonna get worse than this. Really, make you really not want to go to hell, people. (laughs) Yes, but one last thing I just want to (laughs) say is the biggest lie that I hear a lot is I have to get myself together before coming to church, and I really want that narrative to stop. (laughs) Because I think a lot of people use that as... And you know what? Say, Go ahead, Whitney. Um, this, I guess it like pertains to our church specifically, but I was um, I was at the Double Doors uh, two Sundays ago and this lady was like, you know, she had a pair of pants on or whatever. And we're like kind of more modest church. 
And she literally walked out the church because she was like, oh, I got to run to like Walmart or something like that and get a skirt. And I was like, no, like, come in. Like, we good. We're cool over here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, your relationship with God, is, like that's the, your modesty goes and extends with your relationship with God. So of course you're going to have to like, he's going to like, you want to change and all that type of stuff. But I hate when people do that because I'm like, no, girl, God says come as you are, but you're not going to leave here the same. That's the only difference. Right. Yeah. And, so and afterwards, you want to run and get a skirt, feel free. Right. Yeah. If you want to go like your next shopping trip, you want to buy some different clothes, go ahead. Right. But don't let it stop you from coming in. Like, I I mm-hmm. talk to my coworkers all the time about that because everybody like, like again, like I said, I'm, I'm it's always the, oh, you got church? Yes, I got church. You coming? And you know, especially one of one of my coworkers, I'm really trying to get him in here. I've been working on him, I'm working on him. And he's like, Man, I want to come back, but like it's been so long. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's been so long, but that don't mean you 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 still woke up this morning. You still came to work. So you got another chance to come to church. Like God's not gonna stop you from coming to church. Yeah. So if you feel like you really want to come back, then come back. You know? Like, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, things are going to try to get in the way. And I think we, we, especially us who already are in the word, have to share that advice with other people that life will try to get in the way of you coming back to church. And that's okay because that's, that's what, that's what other spirits are out there to do is to stop you from getting what you need. So don't let, the stuff that's trying to block you stop you from getting what you need. Okay, I have two questions. One is for Myra um, specifically, because just because Amara really didn't get into the world yet. Um, but <laughs> how did you? You've been around a lot of people, so how did you like um, navigate being a light, but also like wanting to wanting people to know where you where you are in regards of like um wanting to wanting people to like feel like you've been in relevant like scenarios or like you struggled with the same stuff how did you become relatable but also like the pastor's kid without actually getting back in the world um I would say just being real and being open and letting them know that like, you know, no one's exempt from, you know, being tested by the enemy. No one's exempt from being tempted. We're all flesh. And then that goes back to having your standards as well. Having your standards and knowing what you're going to do, what you're not going to do and letting them know, you know, explaining to them, you can, you can be open and be real. Like God gives us a testimony. We overcome by our testimony. So sharing that testimony with them, you know, I don't think you should go blast it out to the world, but sharing that testimony with, um, you know, the people that God called you to share it with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And this is another question. This is to both Amari and Myra. Um, and like any of y'all, did your parents ever, okay, so when you started dating, did your parents ever like make you have to like drag a friend or out on a date or something or is it just a my parent thing no nah, they they made wasn't allowed to date what an option no i wasn't allowed to date everywhere 
Did you really? I know, Bro, it's like the first, the first like four or five dates. I had to bring Anaya. It was terrible. Oh my god! Terrible. Not the little sister. Terrible. It's bro. so crazy terrible. because Benicia, like, whenever, whenever her, whenever she started dating, um, and I was just like, oh my god, why do I have to go with Benicia? And Benicia would be like, why would he have to go with me? And we'd be mad at each other. And then like, she paid for my fruit. Like, I didn't care because I got free <laughs> food out of it. <laughs> like I'm trying to picture this now. Like what? If, what if we were about to like eat? it would literally be me, her, and then like Rob, her boyfriend. So we'd just be like just sitting there in the corner. I'd just no, be sitting there in the corner, being in the third wheel every single day. It weird. is. That sounds like that would be so weird. Oh, like, bro. well, like, at least at least they know y'all can't try nothing because you got your siblings there. So there. right. That's true. So accountability. They was just showing y'all what accountability looked like. Because I wasn't allowed today. I tried, y'all. I tried one time. I tried to bring somebody to the house. I tried to sneak out to date first because I was just going to the movies mm-hmm. with this guy, and my friend came to pick us up. But I didn't tell my dad the guy. Well, first of all, I told the girl, "Don't pick the guy up until you pick me up. Like, don't have him in the car. <laughs> and bring him over here. Like, don't do it. My to pick me up plan. first." Good, I'm weak. Well, she had it planned out. Right. <laughs> she picked, picked him up first and brought I him knew. to the house. And that I was, was like, all right, I'm about to go. We're going to the movies. Me and my friend, Alana. We still friends to this day. Me and my friend, Alana. <laughs> my daddy came outside. He was like, okay, I'm going to walk you outside. I was like, oh, Jesus. Bro. Oh, <laughs> he sees the guy in the car. Who that boy? Oh, uh-uh. No, no, uh-uh, no, no, baby. Come on back in this house. Now, you didn't tell me that no boy was going. Now, who is this? I didn't got punished. Can't talk on the phone. Can't oh, do nothing. Like, man. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to date. So that's that. a good question, Whitney. Maybe you could tell and me then, for when my then, son starts to date. Lord. And then, oh, and, and I don't want to know our house. Here, here, was, here was the worst part. In our house, we weren't allowed to date. But then everyone was your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Yes. Yes. Like, is that your who's that girl? Is that your girlfriend? Is that your oh girlfriend? Yes. God. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Like, allow us to date. Like, what, like even if it was my girlfriend, what made you think I was going to tell you? Man, <laughs> the amount of pressure I felt whenever, like, because for some reason I don't know why. It's like my dad lived at the school, so every time I knew my dad was in the building, I was like, "Don't nobody talk to me. Don't look at me. Like, just leave me. Keep like no, I was practicing six like, feet at high school. Like, not I was like, y'all need to stay God, away. <laughs> nah, because that was always then, confusing to me, though. What and then way? Go ahead, man. Brandy. Like, oh, you they, you want to allow us to date, but everybody knows your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was so confusing to me. Like my parents the opposite. They want me to date, and I'm just like, not right now. No, <laughs> the Lord didn't tell me that. Like my first, like I'm telling you, like the first boyfriend got to be the husband. That's it. Like that's how I want to be, my or it's not gonna happen. Like my <laughs> everybody say that. The dating pool is trash right now. I mean, hey, if if that's your faith, Whitney, we gonna we gonna believe with you. Gonna well, believe with you. Look, uh, two or three gathered in his name. You don't need the drama, sis. You don't need the drama. I'm with you. Stay away. Stay away. But all right, y'all. That was a conversation. We appreciate the questions and and. You know, it's 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 nice to have this conversation because I feel like it's not one that's had enough. 
Yeah. Because we always hear it from everybody else, but we never get to, you know, be like, hey, this is how it actually goes. But um, thank you all for sharing those experiences. It was a good conversation. But now it's time for our hotline. Our audio is not working so much right now, so I can't play our little, little jingle. But I know in the hotline blink. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> oh, that's y'all jingle? Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Now we got to change it. I feel like I got rebuked. Oh, <laughs> I'm about Jesus on the main line. I'm already on scenes, though. Oh, you're I mean, right. That's, that's the first one. So we're going to get a different one. We, gonna get we a could different. use that All right. song. You're All right. Change. All right. So, all right, y'all, for tonight's episode, we are playing Never Have I Ever Church Edition. So, we're going to try something. Um, I don't know if everybody in, in, in on Facebook can see this, but we're going to try it. And y'all can also play in the comments. If you, if you have done it, say yes. If you haven't done it, say no. But everybody, put up 10 fingers. I'm going to call out a question. If you've done it, put your finger down. If not, let it stay. All right. I feel like I've done 99% of these questions, but we're going to do it. <laughs> the first question, never have I ever fallen asleep in church. Oh, I'm down for the kids. Come on, bro. I don't think I have. <laughs> bro, bro Johnnell lying. As a kid, down. As a kid in church. I'm, okay, as a kid, possibly. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking about, like, you know, when I'm conscious. I mean, as an adult, I might have nodded off a couple of times when we was praying. I might no, have, you know, so bad. Couple, no, you know what? You know <laughs> what? Now that you said it, that, in five seconds. Now that you said that though, that wasn't embarrassing time. I did fall asleep at the altar one time. At the altar, bro. At the altar. I did. Lord, he gave me your rest. That's that was they it. Say, that was they it. They think you were slain. Like they put a sheet over you. All right. So I feel like everybody to put a finger down. All right. So next question. Never have I ever sang a solo. I have. Kim got never me there. Catch yeah, never catch Paul, me. Oh, pause. Wow. Wouldn't Myra lead in a song be considered a solo? No, because I was about to say, it's no. yeah, it's not a solo. Like, I had backup singers. singing by yourself. If you got backup singers, right. it don't count. Right. Oh, well, yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amari okay. ain't never led a solo. No, nah, you'll never catch me leading. Let me call Tay real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna call Tay real quick. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta solo this on on the line. Right. Oh, um, never have I ever lied to skip church. Oh, I'm embarrassed to say this, Jesus. Mm. Like, to what extent? That's what I want to know. You just lies a lie. We go to church. I have I definitely know. told my parents that I had homework when I didn't, so Man. I didn't get home. <laughs> and I didn't told my okay. mom that I did it. I was yeah, sick. me too, Janelle. <laughs> Sick, Brandon. I, I I feel like oh, I've been horrible. Too. I can't use the sick part because the sick be like you get healed in church. Come on, we're gonna pray for you. I can't, I can't, I can't lie to Miss Church though. My parents be like, no, bring it. Yeah, yeah my parents is there. You come in to church, yeah. you do your homework right. after church. Never have I ever had to bring or been tripped in church. Oh, Brandy. We was in the middle. I'm exposed to her. She tripped me. I don't know if I've ever fallen in church. I fall a lot, but I don't think I've fallen in church. Not no, I have. I have. I have. I have. I fell off the chair. 
them stairs to the media booth or so I don't know what's wrong with them, but they slip they the slippiest part of the church. <laughs> I, probably, I, I don't nah, know. It, it don't matter because I've seen people slip on that carpet in there. Dude, one time I slipped, I slipped in the middle of service and air, like everybody heard it, it was a boom. And everybody just looking back. Oh, it was over with. Oh, All right. All right. How many fingers everybody got? I got six left. I got seven. I got eight. I got seven. Dang. I feel like some of y'all lying right now. You got seven. We, how many you got, Mary? You got eight. All right. Let's go. Um, yeah. Next one. Never have I ever did a sermon. I have, and it's on Facebook. I have. It's on Facebook. I'm going to find it. It's on my okay. page, Whitney. I got you. Okay. Yo, finna look at it Does Sunday school count? Uh, kind of. Yeah, oh, you teaching, so. I, I taught Sunday school. I'm gonna take that. Does that count? Amara, Amara, you ain't do nothing for you service. You ain't do no, 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 no. I went up there, man. I went up there and hype everybody up. Praise the Lord, everybody. You never did a five minutes of fire? No. You never did five minutes of fire? Oh. I thought it was out We gonna get you up there. Don't worry about it. Amara said we should change that. All right, next one. Never have I ever uh, danced in church, as in like the dance team, the dance ministry. We ain't have that. We ain't had that. We ain't had that. Dance my whole entire life. Ministry? Mm-hmm. Huh? Y'all have a dance ministry? We ain't had that. Mm. All right. Um. Never have I ever got in trouble during service. All of us. Talk every single <laughs> time. Every time. All right, next question. Never have I ever gotten spanked before, during, or after service? Before, during, all three. Before, during, or after? <laughs> Is that separate yeah. fingers? That's oh. all one. Okay. Spanked. Period. Before, during, or after service? <laughs> Dang, I got two fingers left. I got right. three. Um, <laughs> never have I ever ugly cried in church. Oh, oh. praise breaks all to come. All right, I'm on question 10. This is the last question. Never have I ever um caught the Holy Ghost or shouted in church. Oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm out of singing this. Um I told you not to say I did all of it. Never have I ever ran in church. Mm-mm. You never ran. I did once. All right. Never have I ever played an instrument. I have in church or I've like in general. It. In general, what well, church? Is this church? It church. It this oh. church edition. I used to. Oh, all no, right. I used never, to play I'm piano. out. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> Amari and John, all right, never have I ever got preached about. So like, never have you ever Oh, come about. on. That's not even fair. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Sit down. As a kid, you get preached about. Your daddy be talking yes, about you sermons. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't have no more questions. Anybody got a question for Mari? Got some more questions? <laughs> never have I ever uh, worked the media team. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I should just try to get his fingers done. Never have I ever hyped up the church for you Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go, y'all. Everybody's fingers are out. I was the first one out. So do I lose? Yes, you yeah. lost. Yeah, Amari won. won. So Amari won. Yeah. So oh, technically, wow. if we claim it won for the battle of the sexist, that's two men, one women. 
That is it for tonight's episode. We want to thank our guest Amari, Sister Myra, and Whitney for joining us on this episode. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for thank coming. No problem. We no appreciate y'all. It was a pleasure. And so we're going to wrap this up. If you do not follow us, go ahead and follow us. We on every platform. We on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Our link tree is in our, our bio on Instagram. So and it go will ahead and follow be in the comments. Go share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an uncle, daddy, cousin, sister, brother, dog, cat, bird, everybody. That we are here at the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. Good night, and everybody. I just want to say a special thank you to all the people in the comments for talking. Oh, yeah, to I us. forgot about y'all. Y'all was lit in the comments today. So I appreciate y'all for being part of the conversation, you know, and for participating in the game. That's awesome. Y'all are amazing. Thank you to the Christian Call Center family. So now, yeah, good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you.